Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hi, this is Jordan Moreno, and this is The Valley Now, your weekly feel-good hour where we lift each other up with the stories of good people doing good things in your neighborhood. Every week, we'll be talking with community leaders who have a unique passion for our thriving city and those that make the Valley such a special place to live. Get ready to be inspired by the work they're doing, whether it's mentoring our youth, providing a platform for those without one, or just driving those worthy charitable causes. Listen in on the conversations and join us in raising our community. This is our time to shine, and this is The Valley Now. Ronald McDonald House Charities of Central and Northern Arizona was established in 1985. It's a model that's tried and true, and an organization that's really doing some amazing work across our state. It's more than a house, they are truly providing a home, and here to tell us more about these programs, helping the families, is Carrie Schulman, Chief Executive Officer of Ronald McDonald House Charities of Central and Northern Arizona. It's a mouthful, the whole thing, but good morning, Carrie. Good morning. Thank you for having me. A lot of people, I think, have heard of Ronald McDonald House, but maybe don't know the ins and outs of it. So I'd love if you could start by just kind of giving an overview of the programs and your mission and the folks that you're helping. We have been around for a long time. The first Ronald McDonald House was actually established in Philadelphia in 1974, and it kind of kicked off um, a really cool spread across the United States, and now we're all over the world. Um, Here in Central and Northern Arizona, we are all our own 501c3, and we are the only nonprofit here in Central and Northern Arizona who provides temporary housing for families who travel to the Valley to receive medical care for their children. So if you are in a smaller county in Arizona and you don't have the resources there to um, make sure that your child is getting the best care possible, you would, as I say, pack up your show and take it on the road and come to the Valley to receive that care so that you can have the best possible outcomes for your kids. So that's a little bit about what we do. We serve families from all over the state of Arizona. Yuma is our number one county. Okay. There's also a chapter in southern Arizona, so most people think they would go there, but uh, we, we do share a lot of families. They may start in Tucson and come to Phoenix or may start here and end up in Tucson. We have three houses. We're open 24-7, 365 days a year to welcome families who need our services and support. And it really is a global organization. I was, I know we're talking about Arizona today, but I was just blown away by these tiny little dots looking at that map. There's Australia, there's Africa, there's 
all over. And so how how do you guys fit into that network? Are you able to share resources or patients that might be moving and, and, and in the middle of a move during their treatment for their children? How does that work? That's a great question. And a lot of people wonder, well, how do you all work together? Um, so first of all, we're a huge resource for one another, which is really great. So if, if a chapter is looking to do a program or kick something off, we can reach out to thousands <laughs> of people across the world to get feedback so we don't have to reinvent the wheel and waste resources. So that's one of the first things. And then second of all, you're right, we do have families that will start care and treatment in one city. And then based on what is happening in that progression of care, they may end up going to another city. So for example, we recently had a family from Atlanta and they had a daughter who um, is 13 years old and suffering with um, anorexia. And so that family came to Arizona to receive treatment in Wickenburg. And they would go back and forth between Atlanta and Phoenix. And so we cared for the family and they would go and visit their child and then come back. Well, the next progression in her care was um, a facility in Miami. So based on what's happening in that community, sometimes houses have restrictions on who they take or what facilities they accept families from. So we worked side by side with them to make sure that when they went to Miami, even though their classification didn't fit into their normal regimen of who they care for in terms of hospital partners, we were able to get that family taken care of so they could stay close to their daughter because it was a completely different program, a day-use program. And so we collaborate all the time, um, no matter where the family's coming from or, or what they need, we make sure we take care of them. And it really is a holistic program. I was kind of looking at the different components of fitting what a family needs if it is a house you guys have the the houses the royal mcdonald houses there's the the family centers and then there's the mobile units too can you give a little bit of kind of a quick overview of each of those elements and who they might serve best so the houses of course are houses they're our home away from home um here in the valley we have three houses and so at any given time we can take care of 72 families So our largest house is at Thomas and 7th Street, basically on Roanoke. And then we have a house on the campus of Phoenix Children's. And then we have a um, house on the campus of Banner Desert Children's in Mesa. We do not have a family room here yet, but that is my dream. So um, stay tuned because I think that I know I'm like, come on, we're going to go do a family room. Um, Family rooms are really awesome because they're embedded in the hospital. Um, Most oftentimes, they're very, very close to the neonatal intensive care unit so that those moms and dads or caregivers um, can can get some respite right outside the NICU without having to go too far because things can change very quickly in that environment. Um, You know, you can have a kiddo who's doing really well and then something happens and they they take a little setback. Uh, and then they come back, um, you know, and it's kind of a, a journey. And so we're there to just provide some respite, a snack. Um, some family rooms have sleeping rooms in them, so families can actually stay in the Ronald McDonald House family room, laundry facilities, kitchens. Um, so it's really a lovely concept. I'm, I'm really hoping that we can open up a few here in years to come. And then there's the care mobiles, which we don't have care mobiles in Phoenix because our hospital partners do a really good job already with big, huge mobile units. Mm-hmm. Um, but in southern Arizona, for example, they do have a mobile dental unit. Okay. So they go out to very rural um, areas in their community and they provide dental care to children who have never seen a dentist. And we know that Dental care is really important in your overall health, so it's a really great service that they provide with their mobile unit down in Tucson. And the hospital setting, 
When we are talking about children that are in the hospital for extended periods of time, can you speak to having that home setting, just being able to have some of those normalcy moments uh, as a family? This is one thing that I I really, if, if you don't take anything else away from this conversation today, it's that we really do provide a home away from home. So if you think about you have a, a child who today is going about their business and being a kiddo, and then uh, suddenly they come down with something. And it could be something very serious. It could be something that ends up being a chronic illness. And so their whole family and their whole life is disrupted. So you leave everything behind mm-hmm. and you pack up and you travel and um, those hospital days are really long and they're very stressful and it's exhausting and you're you don't always eat no. like you would as if you no. were at home. You're not <laughs> drinking water. You're not doing all the things. So that's where we come in and we say, hey, you need to take care of yourself so you can be there for your child. And mm-hmm. so let us help. T- let us take care of you so you can be at your very best each day. So families come to us. Um, they come and go as they need to 24 hours a day. We provide our volunteers. um let me say, we could not do what we do without volunteers and our Dinnertime Heroes program. So every night, a volunteer yes, so group. Yes, so we can touch on that too. <laughs> yes. um, volunteers come in and they prepare a hot meal for our families at night, which is so great. After a long day, you come home and you're thinking, oh, what am I going to eat? Do I have to drive mm-hmm. through somewhere? They don't have to worry about it. They come right home, and um, at 6 o'clock every night, our volunteer groups are in and preparing and serving dinner to families. And so it's one less thing to worry about. And then, you know, oftentimes, um, you know, we've seen families come in um, with the trauma, so car accidents, unexpected issues with um, a mom who is pregnant. Um, And so they get air vac here, and it's very last minute, and they come with nothing. And so we provide those families with everything. So if they need clothing, if they need food, if they need toiletries, um, we have laundry rooms in each house and and several laundry machines. We provide all the soap, all of the dryer sheets, anything that you, this is what we say. If if you're at home and you need things at home, we need that times 72 rooms. Right. I was just thinking, even when you were talking about the meals, I'm like, oh my gosh, so how many people is that if there's 72 families? (laughs) Exactly. So anything that you need at home, anything that you use in your home, we use and we need for these families um, Mm -hmm. in our our houses. And so we're really proud of the the facilities are clean, they're well-maintained. For those of you who know who we are or who have ever been a part as a volunteer or a donor, thank you, because we could not do what we do without the community support. Do you take the home good items as in-kind donations, or is that something that only goes through you? I know that there's different regulations if it's hospital setting. or Yeah, you know what? In our houses, we can accept any kind of in-kind donations. So um, we have a wish list on our website, and we keep that updated with what's most critical at any given time. Awesome. So sometimes we're running low on laundry detergent or we're running low on toilet paper. Um, and so we'll we'll put those items as critical on the wish list and then people can, schools run drives, um, companies run drives. So it's really great. We we find that um, generosity and it's not just, it's not just around the holidays. For us, we receive mm. generous donations all year long. Which is great. And you'd think, um, you know, when everyone in Arizona, you know, they leave for the summer and they go on vacation, we still have families that are staying with us who have sick and injured mm-hmm. children. And so those those needs and resources are available to them at any given time. Um, you know, people often say, well, you're Ronald McDonald House, so McDonald's funds you, right? Yeah, what is, what is the connection <laughs> yeah. there? So McDonald's is a founding partner 
for Ronald McDonald House Charities, and they're a wonderful supporter. So when you drive through a McDonald's and you get a Happy Meal, for which example. Which we do often. Which we love Happy <laughs> Meals. Often. I still love Happy Meals. Um, we get a penny per Happy Meal. Which you think, a penny? Really? Well, we sell a lot of Happy Meals in Arizona. <laughs> so we get a lot of pennies, which adds up to thousands of dollars. Um, and that awesome. money stays local here. Um, if you round up on a register or if you drive through the drive through and they ask you to round up, those resources stay here. Love that. Um, which is great. And then the change boxes. Most people don't pay with cash anymore, but if you do have extra change, uh, that comes back to us as well. So um, about 11% of our revenue operating budget comes from McDonald's, which leaves a big spread. Still a lot left. Still a lot of money left, and it costs us about $10,000 a day to run our three houses all together combined. It costs us about $10,000 a day. So we are working tirelessly, um, writing for grants, fundraising, putting on special events, looking for great corporate partnerships, and that's what makes it possible. So we collaborate with McDonald's, but they are one piece of a very large puzzle. And, you know, we have such wonderful relationships with our local McDonald's owner-operators. They are fantastic. Um, They support in many, many ways. Um, So we're fortunate here to have a great relationship with them. Uh, They volunteer. They come to special events. um, So it's a wonderful partnership, but it's a lot bigger than people um, think in terms of who and how we get funded. And how does a family qualify? Because I would assume while 72 families at any given time is fantastic, the need is unfortunately much larger. So how do you, how does a family qualify to be with you? And then how long are they typically in a home? So a family is referred to us from a social worker or a medical provider. So um, they may know they're coming to Phoenix ahead of time for a procedure, surgery, something like that. We can proactively work. Sometimes it's an emergency But we get a referral in, and then we do make sure that the family is fit for communal living. Mm -hmm. So um, we make sure that they're a good fit to be in spaces with other families and children. And uh, then they come, and they can stay with us. It's free of charge. We charge nothing for families to stay with us. You know, they have so much stress already with medical bills, and they're away from support systems and away from jobs oftentimes mm-hmm. um, that the last thing we want to do is, is have any kind of financial burden. So they, they come, they stay with us. The average length of stay in 2021 was 15 days, but we have families that stay one night or two nights, and then we have families that stay years. We had a, a child from Puerto Rico who needed a heart transplant, and Thanks. they came to us. They were receiving care at Phoenix Children's, and uh, they stayed with us for 786 nights. Oh, my gosh. And so they came pre-transplant because he was super sick Mm -hmm. and he needed to be close so that when a donor, you know, when a heart became available and it was, you know, a good fit, then they would go in and do transplant. And then that whole transplant period, he's in isolation, very, very critical. Um, You look for, you know, whether or not the heart is, you know, the child is going to accept the heart and there's all kinds of things that go into it. And then there's all the post care. Mm -hmm. So they stayed with us all through COVID. Is the child that is receiving the treatment in the home as well in the Ron McDonald house or is are they in a hospital room and the family is it's both okay so you have all the medical care on staff and things like that. um no so let's say uh, um, for example a child does not need to be um, in the hospital right they're receiving outpatient care mm-hmm. uh, perhaps um, perhaps oncology let's just use that as an example so they have to be close to the hospital but they don't have to stay there. So they go to outpatient clinics, they receive chemotherapy during the day, 
they come back and then they're back and forth to the hospital for blood count checks and things like that. So we don't provide any medical care or treatment in our houses. Okay. It's simply for respite. It's simply for a little fun, mm-hmm. some good food, some some rest we'll and see. connections. Yeah. So I also wanted to say, so caregiver um, brings a child. Mm-hmm. They get a referral from a social worker or healthcare provider. We um, take kiddos 21 and under. So we do have young adults um, who are 21 and 20 who come and stay with us. And again, no cost, no limit on how long they can stay. We like to say that uh, they come in, we take care of them. They do what they have to do. If they need us, we're always available. We, we don't ever like to say no. We say, how can we help? And we really, um, when families are coming in, we meet them where they are. So, um, you know, we try and uh, we listen. If we see that something seems um, a little overwhelming for a family or something doesn't seem quite right, we reach out to the social workers and providers and say, hey, we think this family's struggling a little bit. Mm-hmm. Perhaps there's some additional resources that, you know, you can work with them or we can provide for them. So it's very much a collaboration with our hospital partners as well. Yeah. And do you find kind of a network organically grow between the families, especially those that are there for longer periods of time? Yeah, the environment lends itself to community. Mm -hmm. And so we, so many times families whose children might have a similar diagnosis or they've been through something similar and they build this bond because no one really knows what it's like to have a child with a you know, a, a birth defect or who's been exposed in utero to drugs, mm-hmm. um, unless you've actually been in those shoes, just to name a couple of things. So it's really nice for families to connect with another family who understands what they're going through. And oftentimes we see families bond and stay connected throughout their child's lives. And they mm-hmm. come back and forth for treatment and they'll oftentimes say, oh, we still keep in touch with, you know, the Jones family or the Perez family. And so it's really, we feel good that we're providing them not just a, a home away from home, but really a, a network of people. Through the power of audio magic, <laughs> you describe kind of the environment of a family walking into a Ronald McDonald house and just the vast difference from the hospital setting or the back and forth. Where would they be without your services? So before we were here, um, our founders, Judy Schubert and Suzanne Hansen, were both volunteering at St. Joe's, and they very quickly saw the need for families. Um, So families sleep in those awful chairs in the hallway. Mm -hmm. Uh, This was before all the really cool you know, hospitals that are new and they have all the best of the best, right? You're sleeping on like some really uncomfortable chair or you're sleeping um, in a a lounge chair bedside. Um, For some families, if that was an option, they sleep in their cars. So you can imagine how expensive it is to pay for a hotel, um, especially in Phoenix, especially around really big months. Um, This year was crazy with Super Bowl and the Phoenix Open. And oh my goodness, it was... Families were very, um, very, very stressed out about where they were going to stay. So one of the things in in central and northern Arizona is we, when I first came to the organization, we didn't have bilingual staff. Well, about 50% of our families who we care for and um, provide services for, English is not their first language. It's it's Spanish. Mm -hmm. And it was so, I would sit and observe families coming in and my heart just broke thinking, oh my gosh, this is so uncomfortable for them. And 
they they're uncomfortable because they don't speak English and it's awkward for them. So we every house now has bilingual staff. Awesome. Which you can just see the as soon as they come in and someone greets them and welcomes them and they speak in their native language, mm-hmm. you can just see the pressure subside. Right. For a long time, I used to tell um, our first Spanish speaker that was with us. I used to say, "Okay." can only talk to me in Spanish <laughs> because I want to learn what it feels like mm-hmm. to be uncomfortable when I don't speak your language. Right. And so it's been a really good lesson for our team. And, um, you know, we have families that will stay with us for an extended period of time. They they become part of our Ronald McDonald House family. Mm-hmm. And we love them. We have, we have uh, very long-term stays in the NICU. We have a family right now from Yuma who's been with us for quite some time. And we gave one of the little kiddos a, a name badge because he likes to come in and help. And oh, he doesn't awesome. have to be in the hospital every day, mm-hmm. but he has to be close. Um, he cannot go home to Yuma. So um, it's it's a really special place. Mm-hmm. And being there, um, you know, days are hard sometimes, but every day we leave and think, gosh, we had this really incredible opportunity to change someone's life and to provide a loving, warm, comfortable place for them just to be and, um, you know, they're, they're going through a lot. And we, we always tell everybody, you know, don't assume. You know, you don't know. I remember when I was pregnant, I have twins who are now 22. And I used to get my feelings hurt <laughs> when my doctor. Understandable. With the hormones, right? understandable. Yeah. I used to be like, oh, he didn't spend that much time with me. And, gosh, he was a little short today. And he wasn't very nice. And my husband would say, Carrie, you don't know what happened next door. That's true. And. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh my gosh, that's, you're so right. Mm-hmm. And so for us, you know, we always say to our team, you know, you don't know what someone's going through. You don't know what news they just received. You don't know what long-term outcomes um, are projected for them. So our job is to provide the best possible world-class service to them and provide them anything that they need while they're with us so that they are set up to really just when when they finally get to go home to to have a successful experience with us and know that we're there anytime should they have to come back. Can you give us one of those success stories? Maybe you saw someone come full circle or one of those days that you went home and said this was all worth it? Honestly, it's every single day, mm-hmm. um, but I can certainly share. There are so many of them. So we recently had a family from Kingman. Um, we take care of moms who are high risk. So um, maybe there's something in utero with the baby that's not quite right, and they know that baby's going to have to go right into the NICU. Or maybe the mom um, has some sort of issue that um, her health is in jeopardy. So they, we take care of those moms, which a lot of people don't know. And then once the baby is born, that little baby becomes our under 21, right? So, <laughs> But we had a family in Kingman. It was a regular weekend for them. Uh, they were together as a family, and mom fell. And she was eight months pregnant. And she was on her way to the hospital in the ambulance, and she coded, and she passed away. They resuscitated the baby three times and airvacked the baby to Phoenix. And we have taken care of grandma and grandpa, who are the primary caregivers, because dad's at home with three other kids. Oh, my gosh. So you can imagine the the devastation and the loss and Mm -hmm. the heartache. But that family, we've, we've been able to see that little baby do really well in the NICU. Um, she had wonderful care. She um, had to be transferred from one hospital to another. And so, and we still keep in touch. They, they come back for follow-up visits. And although her long-term outcome projections have not been news that the family wanted to hear, 
but their outlook is so positive. And they say, you know, we'll take every day with her that we can, and we're going to make it the best day that we possibly can, knowing that, you know, her days might be limited. But just we'll, we'll always have a relationship with them. Every once in a while, we'll just think of them and we'll pick up the phone and call them. And, you know, so that's one. We, you know, we had a family who their son was in Utah in college. Mom and dad were in Sacramento, where the family's from. And uh, long story short, he ended up having an AVM, which is basically blood vessels in your brain that look like spaghetti. Ooh. And you're, it, it happens and you don't know you have it until you have a problem. Well, this young man ended up passing out in his car to, uh, while he was on the phone with his mom. So you can imagine that. Oh my gosh, how terrifying from terrifying. two states away. Yep. And so long story short, they came to Phoenix. Um, he had surgery at Barrows. When he was diagnosed, he was 21. But when he actually had the surgery, he had just turned 22. And so mm. uh, mom called and said, this is what's going on. I said, you, come stay with us. Yes. Please come stay with us. And they were with us for about nine days. And we have stayed in touch. This family was um, awarded Super Bowl tickets uh, from DirecTV, another oh, cool. global partner. And so we did a big surprise pour. Poor kiddo thought he was coming back for his last and final one-year checkup. (laughs) And uh, he was really going to the Super Bowl, which was really, uh, really, really cool. So that was weird timing. Yeah, perfect timing. Um, So, you know, we we see a lot. The community provides a lot of opportunity for families that stay with us to go do some really cool things. Devin Booker, we received a grant from Devin Booker and the Starting Five. So Mm -hmm. we're redoing our playground at our Cambridge house. And and then he invited, um, he said, hey, do you have a kiddo who could come down and be with us before the game and stay for a game? It's so cool. Which was so cool. And little Mateo, um, who's with <laughs> us now, who's one of our staff, um, you know, we have a name tag. He has this little book. and um, But he got to go down and, and see Devin Booker and go to a game. And this community is really amazing. And I think that... Um, I have learned so much about generosity of others and people taking care. You know, we can't do it without each other. And it really does take a village. And, um, you know, it's 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 great work and it's very rewarding. And there's not I, – I reflect every day going home about the day. And I always ask myself, okay, what could we have done differently? What could we have done better? How can we um, – and so I'm always pushing and challenging for greatness. You know, I always say if we, everything we do is about the family keeping the family at the forefront of everything we do and making sure that they're being taken care of. And we are the, I think I mentioned this, we're the only one, the only nonprofit who does the work that we do here in Central and Northern Arizona. So that's also a a really wonderful thing is that uh, it's like running three small boutique hotels, basically. It really is. It's Mm -hmm. more than a house. Yep. It's how many rooms per house? About um, 25-ish? Let's see. So our Roanoke house is the largest, and we have 32. Okay. And then um, on the campus of Phoenix Children, it's our Cambridge house, and we have 18 rooms there. And then at our Dobson house, um, Banner Desert Children's, that has 16 rooms. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when we think about, I'm always thinking about how can we serve more families? What can we do? So expansion is probably likely at our Mesa house on, in Dobson. Family rooms are really big opportunities, so we're um, in conversations all the time. Um, I'm pulling for you on that one. (laughs) I know. And, you know, they, of course, they need and want the space for clinical, right? Uh It's expensive real estate. And then we want the space (laughs) to to take, yeah, for snacks and rest and respite. and it's so important, though. Which is so, you have to step aside and catch your breath when you're a caregiver and, it's an opportunity for them to have a space where they're not too far away, 
that they can step out and kind of catch their breath. Or if if there's something going on and the child's receiving some sort of treatment or being taken for testing, they can step aside and wait for the child to come back. And just a nice, quiet um, setting where you're not listening to machines go off. The beeping. The beeping. So many beeps. (laughs) A lot of beeps. (laughs) You've got a lot of irons in the fire, but how can the community get involved or volunteer and be part of just the amazing work that Ronald McDonald House is doing? Well, please come. Um, If you haven't ever seen a Ronald McDonald House, please accept this invitation to come down and we'll give you a tour Um, because we can talk about it all the time. And then to actually see the houses and more than likely have an opportunity to see a family living in those spaces. Um, It's, it's really great. So volunteers, um, dinnertime heroes, please come Mm -hmm. rally a group of friends, rally a group of coworkers. Is it any, um, can it be just two people that come down? Does it need to be a certain number to be able to do that? It can be as many people as you would like. Um, If you come to Roanoke, that's our largest house. So you can possibly be cooking for a large group of people. (laughs) (laughs) So if you have a smaller group, um, Cambridge or Dobson might be, um, if you're, if you're in the East Valley, for sure, our Dobson um, house um, at Banner Desert is actually a really good one. And it's a little smaller. It's a little more manageable, but I will tell you those families will be so grateful. I think it's just a really wonderful opportunity. Um, We, we always need volunteers in the houses. If you have a little extra time and want to come work the front desk, we always welcome volunteers, special event volunteers. We always need volunteers for that. Just sharing our story and, and coming down and seeing the work we do you know, and I would welcome any anyone who wants to to come down and see it. It's it's really special. Well, Carrie, thank you so much for being on the Valley now and taking the time to spread the good word about Ronald McDonald House Charities. And I'm thank you, thank you for everything that you are oh, doing. Thank you so much for your time and allowing me to be a part of this. And you know, um, I don't know if it's appropriate to thank certain sponsors, sure. but um, Learner and Row is a new partner for us. Um, we're excited to to have their partnership. They do such great things in this community. So we're very, very excited um, and grateful to them. And then all the other corporate partners, um, I'm not going to even try to name them all because I'll forget (laughs) someone and feel terrible, but you can see them on our website and um, big corporations that, you know, our board of directors is amazing. Our team, we have a small but mighty staff um, who keep our operations going 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, and they give up holidays and all those types of things, just like you know our hospital partners do to make sure that we're providing. So thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, I want to give a very special thank you to my guests today, and I want to thank you for being a part of the program and making our community an amazing place, not just to live and to work, but most importantly, to play. You can hear The Valley Now on the radio with audio on demand on radio station websites and the Odyssey app. My name is Jordan Moreno. Shine your light, share your love, and join us again next week right here on The Valley Now. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.